Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Richard Essex is the investigative reporter for our news partners at Wish TV 8. He has been doing a great job of covering the Delphi story. And Richard, it's a big week with this story. We've got some action on Friday. What's going on? Well, there is going to be a hearing on Friday up in the uh, at the courthouse. And from what we are anticipating to happen, the his lawyers, Richard Allen's lawyers, are going to be asking for the discovery, which is a pretty common part of any any criminal case where the prosecution, they have all this information on how they have charged or why they charged Richard Allen. So his lawyers are going to be asking for all of that information to be handed over. Now, you're looking at four and a half years of information that's been collected over this case. So they are asking for every of information they get hold of every witness that has talked about Richard Allen, every interview that has been done where his name was mentioned, everything that's got his name attached to it and why they charged him with the murders of these two girls. They want every bit of that information given to them. And when you're talking about every piece of information, if I'm reading this right, the court documents say that they want the names and addresses of every person who's even talked to an investigator about this case. Is that correct? Yes. They, they have done, I think, close to 500 interviews, received something like 20,000 tips over the past four and a half years. And they, they and his lawyers want the names of those people. They want all of those interviews, any kind of surveillance video that was done, any kind of recording that was done, any mention of Mr. Allen, Richard Allen, they want that information, and they want to know who said it and in what context it was said in. What happens if the prosecution doesn't wind up giving everything the defense wants or needs or something is looked over or something is swept under the rug i'm not saying i'm not accusing them of any wrongdoing i'm just saying if they don't get all the information what happens if they try to use that information later on in the uh trial well there's it's likely that they wouldn't be able to introduce it at trial if if they have something that they don't think is relevant to alan and to these charges and they decide well we're going to put this over here pile b and then all of a sudden at trial they're like oh gosh maybe that is relevant they try to introduce that, and there's a really good chance the judge is going to say you can't you can't bring that into it. Now, you had your opportunity to do so back in January, and now several months or years later, you can't introduce that in the trial. That is from the prosecutor that we talked to yesterday. He said it is best to be as transparent yeah. as you can, bring everything, even if you don't think you're going to use it just to make sure, because you never know down the road, it may become relevant. And then you want to be able to use it, and you'll be able to. Richard Essex from Wish TV joining us. Uh, Richard, I think one of the biggest pieces of information that's going to be talked about here is that cell phone recording, that same video where we've got the down the hill audio from. Um, I've been told, I'm pretty sure you've been told, there's a lot more on that phone than what the public has heard. 
is there a chance that Richard Allen's team is going to get the full version of what's on that phone? And will that ultimately, maybe it's after the trial, find its way into the public? Well, that's the interesting part. I, I would think that would be one of the key things that his lawyers would be asking for. They want to see and hear everything that was captured on that phone. Now, will we be able to see it down the road? That is, there's no guarantee that we're going to be able to. Now, granted, if, it's, if it is presented as evidence in the trial, then we'll be able to hear it. But if they continue to have an investigation associated to this case, the prosecutor could keep, that, keep all of this evidence sealed from the public even after the trial is over. And from the prosecutor that we talked to yesterday, our, our good prosecutor up in Boone County, he said that, you know, there are ways to keep all of this information sealed. It, it's a little complicated. There's a lot of legalese, but um, we may not see it. Uh, Richard, speaking of, of information being sealed, like what are some of the bigger red flags that you've seen in this case as uh, an investigative reporter after Allen's arrest, from him being in jail, not talking to a lawyer for a few days, to the sealing of the affidavit, to the gag order? Um, uh, what are some of the things that have, have no, you know, the original judge recusing himself, change of location request? There's been a lot of news since uh, Richard Allen's arrest. Well, one of the things that his lawyers are going to have are going to be arguing for is a re, is is bail in Indiana. Bail. You're not yeah, you're you're not given the opportunity for bail on a murder charge. So they are going to have to present almost like a small trial to. It, to in an effort to get bail for this guy. Now, one of the things that we're going to be looking for on Friday, if the judge does give bail, that might indicate that maybe the case isn't as strong as people have been led to believe it against Allen. So there's a couple things that we're looking for. Number one is what happens with the bail hearing and the change of venue. That's going to be another discussion that they're going to have on Friday. The, his, his lawyers have asked for it to be moved 150 miles away from that area, which would put it down into southern Indiana. And the judge can say, well, maybe 150 miles is too far away. Maybe we'll go 60 miles, 70 miles. And so where the case will be tried is another big part. And the gag order is right now, it's only temporary. So we expect the gag order to be made permanent on Friday. Again, Richard Essex is our guest. He's the investigative reporter for Wish TV. He's got a story up right now at wishtv.com about what we can expect this Friday. Richard, I said earlier, you've been doing a great job covering this story from the very beginning. Another name that we have heard about with this story is someone who's never been charged, but Keegan Klein. His name yep. has been part of this story. Where are we at with his role in this investigation? Well, right now, I mean, there's nothing official with him, um, at least that we that has been made public. We follow his case very closely in the county, just uh, to the west of, of Carroll County, and he's got his own issues to deal with. So right now, they haven't really been connected. Um, I, I think we have, we have reported that he was taken out of jail and, and state police questioned him. There was a weeks long search of the Wabash River looking for um, 
what we were told might have been a weapon or a cell phone. And, of course, police have not said they found anything related to that case. So I, I, I think before we really tie him directly to this case, um, I need to see some something official. Yeah. There's a lot of conspiracy people out there that are drawing all these conclusions, but I need to hear something official. But it's not, and I hear what you're saying. I totally do. But when you say conspiracy theory, you just start thinking about yeah. lunatics and nuts. I mean, the police did take this guy out and have a conversation with and him. This guy yeah. was in contact with the victims at some point. Right. Yeah. On the day that they were, on the day the girls were murdered, he did have contact with them. Um, but what his role is beyond that, uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I just, I just want to hear a little bit more on him. So, uh, Richard, I'm assuming this trial when when is there a, when's the trial date march is that yeah and it, I, i'm assuming you think that's going to get bumped and this is going to be a long arduous uh, process and nothing's going to be on time well i expect it's going to take a long time for them to get all the discovery information together and it's not going to be where they just hand over a bunch of papers we we expect that the discovery will be kind of a hard drive that they'll hand over to the prosecution. So it, by the time they, by the time they go through everything, it's going to be months, years down the road. Wow. And for the, and, and for the defense lawyers, they're going to have to go and recreate their own investigation. And that's going to take some time. So I, I think safely that it, yeah, we're most certainly planning for it to be pushed down the road is it going to be six months, a year? Uh, you know, it, it's going to be a while. Richard, last thing here before we let you go. What do you think the scene is going to be like this Friday uh, at the courthouse? Because it feels like this is the most high-profile case, trial, whatever you want to call it, that we've seen in Indiana in a long time. It is. It's. I, I cannot remember having anything like this and, and as you guys know I, I grew up in central indiana and we've had you know like the mike tyson case you know that was that drew a lot of attention i i think we're we're going to start approaching that kind of of attention with this case and the more that comes out of each one of these hearings the more interest is going to gather so as things start to really pick up i think you're going to start seeing more and more people coming into central indiana or into indiana just to cover the case Richard Essex, uh, investigative reporter for Wish TV. Me, you, Hammer, uh, and the friendly, and a couple of beers very soon, <laughs> Richard. Okay. You know, I, I I heard from somebody from Zionsville about an hour ago, and the first thing I thought of is the friendly tavern. Yes. And when you guys called me earlier today, that was the first time today I thought about the friendly tavern. So absolutely, yes. And wings. I just got some wings from there over the weekend. That place is never not <laughs> packed. You know that. I mean, it's just always got people there. Um, if more people can pay attention to uh, want to find out more about your, where you know what you're working on, Richard. Where can they go? Well, they can come to our website, wishtv.com, and we have a special segment in our website for the investigation uh, for my investigations aside from the Delphi case, and we have a particular section dedicated towards the Delphi's stories he is the best investigative reporter in the city and it's not even close richard essex wish tv richard thank you Thanks, richard thank you gentlemen it's the hammer and nigel show